This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks. Next episode of Chewing the Cud. And if you thought last week was a little bit depressing, well, it's going to be much joyful this week. Um, great, great win against Man United. And uh, with that in mind, we have full crew today. All happy chappies. Colly, Richie and Chris. Afternoon, gents. Hey, hey lads. How's things? All is good in the heart. Really, really is. Just difference a week makes and Sean Deutsch can go swinging it by the way um, we'll get into individual performances uh, in a few minutes but first of all Chris the, like the, the, the last two performances before the United game we, we'd seen like they, they, they played well I know they lost against West Ham Bournemouth, but the, the, the progression there as far as like performances go but like it just all came together on Saturday, I know, like you see, United fans saying, "Oh, we're shit," you know, blah blah blah. But like, you just have to, you just had to put it up to them. And from again, from the first whistle, similar to previous home games, everyone was just on the same page, fans and players. Do you think it's just a coincidence? I seem to be around after a win. Well, I just say during the week, I only seeing when you're winning. <laughs> but listen, I mean, yeah. Look, it, it, was, it was just amazing. It was a brilliant, brilliant day. Jesus, long overdue. Um, mm. It went really good from our perspective. Even I was with Richie for the majority of the day before the game. We had a nice, we had a nice little day. But um, we just we got the bit of luck. Let's be honest. It was a lucky goal. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. But we've been due that. You're right about the last few performances. We they have improved slightly. West Ham, we we should have got something. They were resilient when we went behind and I thought we were turning the screw then when we conceded that stupid goal and got a man sent off and Bernie had got one down early. We, we, you know, we regrouped and we got ourselves ahead at half time and let's be honest, we should have put three or four past them. We should have been our sights, stupid, stupid misses and bad decision making and again, individual errors and it's very, it's very hard to kind of address the errors because it's 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 been happening since 30 minutes into the first game of the season when Michael Kane played a sharp back pass and put Southampton 1-0 up. It's been going on all season. So as a manager and a coach of team, it's very hard to eradicate these things, you know. Players just they aren't good good enough a lot of the time, you know. The only idea, the only alternative is to really re- replace the players and we can't do that at the minute. So we're stuck with what we have. But in terms of United, I think we uh, understandably it was it was a nervy start, and the half twelve kickoff don't help in terms of it can be a bit flat, bit subdued, and we were all on the downer after Burnley. But you know they did did one or two chances early on that would have been their game plan to get out, get ahead, and kill the crowd, and we'd be on the back foot, you know. But fairness, we we hung in well. I thought our shape was really really good. It made a huge difference having Delph in, letting him and Alan sit. And the Wobe even dropped in. So uh, it was more like a flat 4 4 1 1. And we kind of pressed at the right times when we were attacking, you know. So it was really, the uh, shape was excellent. Um, and we, we, you know, we just, we played on the, I think that could be the way to go now. We played on the counter. Lampard has been a bit naive in some games, trying to go to Tottenham and that and outplay teams and play in a high line. Mm. I think this could be the way to go to be compact, sit deep, and then. Make it, you know, not not concede and then play on the counter attack. So 
yeah, we done great, got ourselves ahead. And once we got our goal, I think that lifted everything. The atmosphere was up. The players, the work rate was up. We we had another couple of chances. Michael Kane had a header, Richarlison had a shot. So that really gave everyone a whole lift. We had a bit of momentum then going into half time, which was a, a relief. But you just don't know what United, like you said, they have quality on paper. You know, their fans, they're underperforming. What they have on paper and what their expectations are as a club, they're really underperforming. But um, look, you have to beat what's put in front of you. You know, we we went there, we in, we implemented our game plan, and a bit of luck went our way, which I think we earned through pure graft, work rate, hard work. Most of the lads, especially having three games in six days, which was ridiculous. We were going to be back to the wall the last 15, 20 minutes, to be fair to us. We were out on our feet, most of the lads. And, you know, the quality wasn't always there, but at this stage of the season, we're not asking for that. Our questions the last few weeks have, have these lads got the bollocks? Will they run through a brick wall? Will they put bodies on the line? Do they want it? Do they care? And I think they answered with a resounding yes based on what we've seen. So, fantastic win. And then we got a favour from Norwich back to square one pretty much now, Burnley getting beaten. So, you can say ifs and buts, but here we are again with a really good opportunity. It's in our own hands to kick on again and be positive, you know, with uh, Van de Beek to come back in and Yerry Mina apparently due back as well. So you would hope, a bit of luck the last seven, eight games, we'll get a full squad to choose from, important players back in and we can really just get those two, three wins and write this season off as what has been a catastrophe. Go into the summer, big overhaul. And you'd be quietly confident that if they're let do their jobs, the director of football and Lampard will do a really good job with the squad. So really, really good win. We're not over it yet. Things can change. But the relief, the just outbursts of emotion personally for me at the end. I was <laughs> I was in a jocker at the end. It nearly <laughs> reduced the tears. Honestly, it was just the relief, the atmosphere, yeah. you know, it was just it was an un- unbelievable day. And they're the days that you know it's my 16th game of the season and I've seen Spurs and Palace ping nine goals past us in the space of a week and you're like what why do we do this fuck's sake and they're the days aren't they it all comes together mm-hmm. that suck you back in yeah that's the thing we need a few more to be honest but, uh, the, the, the pleasing thing about uh, Saturday Rich was uh, the work ethic Chris mentioned but it was like, it was a 90 minute. It wasn't just fits and sports. It was just like a constant, like, I mean, like we get into clips or bits about individual now, but there's one clip on match today where the wall be just, like he ran like a greyhound and just chased, chased, chased. But that was like a constant. Yeah, they emptied the tank across the board and there's none of them were left wanting, you know, they all put in a shift, you know, Anthony Gordon was out in his arse as well, like, you know, mm. for the last 15 minutes, but that's all you ask, you know, you empty the tank, you put, you put it in and that type of effort creates that little bit of luck as well. You know, it gives you that bonus and it just, everyone buys into it. Um, you know, I said, we'd go into players, Mikelenko as well, deserves serious kind of, kind of kudos for, for the way he's performed in the last week. He was phenomenal, like just really strong and everything that he did kind of got into a few tackles and you can see he's kind of building with building confidence and stuff as well. Um, and look, you, you mentioned Sean Dyche's comments there at the start that we can't see out a game away from home. And fair, he's probably right. But to be fair to that side, we're, we're finding ways to win games at home. 
And we did it against Newcastle. We've done it he, on, on Saturday against United. And the, the performance are not, it's not as if they're pretty performances, but it's about finding ways to win and to pick up points at this stage of the season. And, you know, it's, it's hard to fault kind of effort like, that but then on the flip side of it when it's so bad on the other side so what are we dealing with like it's, yeah. it's so topsy-turvy it's it's impossible to kind of gauge it and to know what to expect but they're giving it their all and you could see it on Saturday how much it means you know and back to Mikhailenko again the, the picture of him and the outburst of emotion afterwards and Wobie's in the foreground and he's yeah that was a great video actually I've seen the actual video of that yeah I mean it's fantastic and it just Everyone had the same feeling, I think, that you just wanted to get it out and that we held, not, I won't say held on, because I thought, yeah, it was nervy at the end because we were, you know, we were probably nervous and set back a little bit, but realistically, we didn't reduce into any real clear-cut chances, and I thought we defended so well for a team that had been masters of our own downfall, because that always creeps in, you know, Ronaldo had the chance, can half chance laid on as well, but as you said, work rate, effort, you know, Every every ounce is put in, and you get your due rewards, and it just gives you that little bit of confidence with the games that we have left that we will have enough in it. You know, you don't want to be dependent on favors. Yes, Norris is a big favor, but it's in our hands. Couple of wins, and we can just put it to bed and start kind of enjoying. Is that is that is that allowed? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the thing as well, Carly uh, and Chris mentioned, like we did get a bit of luck, like. Um, the goal itself, and then, like Richie mentioned there, uh, laid on little uh, deflection on the straight to Pickford. But like, uh, like we've been geo a bit of luck really this season, and and like luck can only be good if if you like make use of it. You know what I mean? And I think we did all that on Saturday. And and ah, if you yeah. if you if like I said, if you walk your bollocks off and leave a bit of sweat in the short, you get the just rewards. Yeah, you do, Joe. And in fairness, we deserved that bit of luck on Saturday. You know, some of the decisions and, and we've gone through from A to Z on this podcast that have gone against us this season, you know, the kind of way. And sometimes you just feel at times it's just not going to be our day or it's just not going to be our season. But on Saturday, look, we, we got a bit of luck. But that's, I still think we, we fully deserve something out of the game, Joe, to be honest with you. You know, the kind of way I thought, you know, you were very, very poor. and uh, I actually watched the game with the two United fans, and um, you know the, they were all at the start of the game. Oh, this this will be another walk over for us and stuff, and, and you know what what they weren't saying. But I think the two lads have covered the bases really well there. Um, you know you, you see online different things that fans are looking for a hero to step forward, and you know in some ways maybe a hero did step forward in 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 the shape of a ginger manager from Burnley who said that we couldn't see out games, you know, because what what a what a G up at half time or, or before the game to say to the team, this ginger effing so and so said you guys can't win a game for that, that should that should be put on the wall in the dressing room. Oh, every match do you know now. what? Yeah, absolutely. Because to have someone, you know, to have someone say that against you like you have your own self worth out surely as a professional, regardless of what profession you're in, you know, and to have someone then question that your work commitment or your, your commitment's full stop. And, you know, and again, I don't, I don't like repeating because the lads have hit the nail on the head, but, you know, players running 11 and a half K over 90 minutes, you know, the Queen away. And, um, I, I, you know, I have given 
And I know we're going to go into individual performances, Joe, um, but I need to say this. I've given Delph stick on this podcast, right? And he hasn't been the player that I thought he would have been for us. But if, if we can get Delph fit for it, three, even three or four games of the next whatever's left, because I think Delph is, is, is the key there. He's the, he's the mature head, you know. Um, he, he'd slot back into centre-half. He knows where to go, you know. He knows when we get out of position what to do. And even if he's fit for 60 minutes of the next three or four games, Joe, and if he helps us get them six or nine, ten points, that will see us to safety. Eight million we pay for him. I would generally wish him all the best come the summertime when his contract is up because that eight million, for me, will be repaid in bulk. It's not just, you know, if you were to go down this season, it's the following on season, Joe, because the championship is one shit hard uh, league to get out of. You know, and I, I, I thought he was immense, absolutely immense. And, and that's tough for me to say, Joe, because what you have thrown daggers at him in, on this podcast. Um, you know, but the same and, and how, how, and it's not only what he was doing, it was, it was the advice. I don't know whether you've seen him when, when we scored the goal, he went over to the crowd, or he went over to the players that were celebrating. And he almost took them out individually and saying, look, focus now, you know, the kind of, you need to focus, you know, and get the head back in the game because. More often than not, that's when we concede, you know, straight after we scored a goal. So he just calmed the players down and it was great to see. Um, and look, again, you just got to look at Alex Iwobi and, and what he's doing. I don't know what Lampard is doing with the chap, but he's getting a torn out and he's torn the screw there. And, and, and Iwobi's responding to him and, and I'm delighted for, for the reaction that he got from the crowd. But I think I think about Akudas needs to go to Lampard as well, Joe. Um, like Chris mentioned earlier on, he's been naive um, in some games, particularly the way games this year, and Lampard and the way he set up. But I thought he got, he, he was spot on with his, his uh, formation on Saturday. Um, and yeah, I, you need to both him and 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 the backroom staff. Um, you know, I think Richie mentioned Mikalenko and how well he played, and but you have. Obviously, Ashley Cole there in the background and, and Leighton Baines is somewhere there. So, you know, that chap has, has the, the chance now to, to, to learn off probably two of the best left-backs that was ever in the was ever in the Premiership. Now, if a Liverpool supporter doesn't listen to this podcast, he'll, he'll disagree with me. But, um, you know, what a platform he has there to to, to, uh, to, to learn from. And he was, he was immense. Absolutely immense on Saturday, and, and it's great to see. And you've seen, I don't know whether the other lads would agree. I just find that I thought he was, he's he's been being improving for the last couple of games. Oh yeah, uh, Michaelenko. So yeah. you see, you see, obviously you don't know what he's a young chap, new country, and obviously given what's going on in Ukraine, you just don't know what how how that affects him. But you know, hats off to the, the lad because he, he played really really well. Yeah, he was class. Just getting back to uh, Dev. Chris, I thought, I know he, he got man the match, but it's always with, with games like this, uh, people have different opinions on man the match, and that's great to see because you know that we've actually played well when people are arguing about man the match rather than who's been shit. But Delph, I thought he complimented, well, him and Alan complimented each other really, really well because one chose to sit while the other one ran forward and, and vice versa. And it, I think, I know, People saying the Cardi should have started, but it was just proven perfectly right by Lampard to have him and Alan together. I think Delph is probably the only natural sitter that we have. I know Alan mm. can do the role, but I think he has more on his locker 
Alan in terms of carrying the ball and even going forward at times we've seen him put some great balls through and carry the ball so I think Del's the only player we really really have that can do that role and look at the time it wasn't a bad sign seven eight million as Collie touched on you know assuming you were going to get more game time out of him if you shift back I think the last game he probably played was the Tottenham game and we drew nil all at Goodison and he was man of the match in that game as well it was uh, it was really good he just you don't you, you can see the kind of why he was at Man City for so long in terms of he, his, his, he was a calming influence on the midfield. So, you know, when he got the ball, there's no panic. Just, just does the right thing at the right time. Knows when to slow it down. Knows when to carry. Knows when to just clear his lines. Uh, a bit of composure. He's, he's a lot better in possession than, like you said, the Corey. He's a bit clumsy and panicky. I think Delph just calmed things down and he enables, obviously, a bit more of a shield to the defence, but he helped us in terms of ball retention a little bit more in the in the midfield but um, look we don't know what goes on behind the scenes but if you listen to what Lampard said he he is a leader and he's really good in the dressing room his experience the way he organises he motivates as, as he touched on there as Collie touched on so we, we just need to keep him fit for the last few games you know we'll have a really strong options then with Alan van der Beek back hopefully and Decore is a great man to bring on for the last 20-25 minutes with his energy and his you know, his physical presence, if you want to try and see out a game, he can close off the lines or carry the ball forward or whatever. So, yeah, for me, hopefully now he can he can start the next couple of games and we get the points on the board ASAP. But, uh, yeah, you can't, can't really say anymore. He was exactly what we needed, just calmed everything down, kept the ball well, not afraid of a tackle, as we know. It's a shame he can't get a good run of games because players played themselves into form at times. He's only coming in and out every few months. If he consistently played, you know, every every game for five, six weeks, I'd say he'd probably go up another level again. And that bit of understanding with the players around them would make them better players and, and assist them and all that. But yeah, look, he was, he was really, really good. Let's just hope now he, he stays fit. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the massive, massive key now, which is his fitness. Like he said himself in the interview, he just... He just hasn't got that consistency, like playing time six, seven, eight, nine games in a row. He just hasn't got it. But just one more Chris mentioned, and we've been screaming out for weeks, months, like a leader. And that's what he was on Saturday. He, he just, he, like Holly said, he's going out talking to players in the midst of the, the madness of the celebration. And he's, he's going out there and telling them what to do next. Yeah, just, just, just a bit of experience, you know. Um, calm head when we needed it, kind of in around as well. And to get as long as we did, to keep him on the pitch for that long as well was, you know, it was really important because he, you know, I'm sure his body would have been given up kind of 60 minutes in. So to get as long as we did out, it was really, really good. And it's a case of wrap him up in cotton wool now or put him into the ice bath for the whole 10 days and, and, mm. and, see, and see how he is. But yeah, look, he's going to be really important if we can get that level of performance out of him. It's, we know it's what we've been, one of the things we've been missing. I won't say exactly that because we're missing a lot. But, you know, you mentioned about getting games and you can see it again, Mikolenko three games in a week and it just starts to find a little bit of form. You know, it starts to settle into the side rather than just being in and out. And it's just being able to do that. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to do it and it's frustrated all of us, which is why there's a big dislike from the fan base. It's understandable. But as Collie said, look, it's a case of, 
put it in between now and then and get us over the line. And I don't think that, I think a lot of kind of bridges will be mended in it if he can put in yeah. that kind of performance between now and then. So fingers crossed, you know, but it, whether it's him, you could put Cheng Tustin or Ronda on in the same bracket, just do something to keep us in the, in the division. And I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all you want you just want players to do what you know they can do and, and he, he's done it and again I think with him I don't think uh, his form or whatever has been the problem it's just his fitness it's, like it, the champ has made it porridge so yeah I mean he's, he's he's used to the ball you just feel so he looks so comfortable on it you know he doesn't give it, give it away stupid. you know these ridiculous passes that we turn over and put the other team straight, straight on the front foot in, in, in that position as well he's just really comfortable and it's I suppose it, it calms everyone around it. So look, hopefully that we can get it, get the rest of the season out of him and make use of him while he's here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Colly, you've had a big slice of humble pie. Slide that over there. I'm going to have a big chunk of it now myself. Uh, Mr. Owobi. Uh Listen, I don't have to tell people. I, I, he just, I slate the chap week after week after week. But when he performs, which he has been doing the last probably three games, I know the mistake at, at West Ham was kind of disaster, but he knows he can do it. We know he can do it, but he just doesn't do it consistently enough. But when he plays like he did against Manchester United, like the chap is just, like I mentioned earlier, the clip they showed on match a day, I think he ran for 26, 27 seconds, just chasing, 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 chasing. He can do it. It's just the consistency Probably the same with all the other players like we just mentioned, but he was immense on Saturday. Uh, yeah, he was, Joe. Uh, um, I, I probably would have put him as my man of the match, Joe. I'll be honest with you, I, I can understand why they gave it to Del. Um, I've I seen a tweet by Matt Cheatham. He's a statistical analysis for Sky Sports. He's, yeah, he's also an evidence supporter. But I've seen something there after the United game that now allegedly... This was the most Huawei's ever run in any game, either for oh, as well, a, cl- a club <laughs> or country, you know. Maybe you see Joe, he, he's the A, and he, no one thought he was the A beforehand, you know. Something's gone on in the background since Lampard has come in, and, and whether it's Lampard and, or the staff, but they, they've done something or they've said something or they're just maybe it's that arm around the shoulder, Joe. I, I genuinely don't know. Um, but, you know, the way... And I, I tend to agree. I think the last three or four games, he, he's played really well. I, I understand the mistake in the West Ham game and it was unfortunate, but I actually thought he, he, he'd done okay in that game. And Look, Bournemouth was just a disaster as it was. But um, I just... His commitment to the cause, Joe, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm harping back to some of the stuff that the lads have already said, but that video at the end where you see Mikolenko celebrating the win and but you see you all be in that shot as well. And yeah. You know, there's been criticism oh he doesn't care, but that's not someone that doesn't care, Joe. You know, the kind of he he'd no idea that, that you know, thing was being recorded or being, you know, videoed or whatever the case may be. You know, he he, he works for that win and by God he, he he played really well and but with Alex Owobi, as with the actual team itself, Joe, there's no point putting it all in on Saturday morning. And then ramping up to go to some park tomorrow week and not doing it again. And and this is where we, we've we've faltered in the past, you know, along with Iwobi and some of the other players, they've now set a benchmark, Joe. Um and 
they can't be seen to be falling beneath that benchmark. It's not as if they can turn around and say that they're tired because they, obviously they're having the, the rest, you know. And we, we have a number of games coming up uh, after the Leicester game in, in a short sequence of time. So, you know, this this time period now for rest and, and, and get rehabilitation into some of the players is going to be very, very vital for us. But, you know, Alex Wobie, I, I he has to be one of the first three or four names on the team sheet for me at the moment, just, just given how he, how he's playing, Jack. You know, um, I know I wasn't on the podcast last week, but I, I, uh, I worry about the Corey. Uh, I thought he was really, really bad against Burnley. Very silly mistakes, and you know, wasn't you know he was just making these stupid, stupid passes, and so you know, Chris already mentioned Van der Beek is coming back in, and hopefully back in, and, and his Delph is fit, and, and like he has selection and headaches, Lampard, which is a great thing, but I still think well, we needs to start as the ace, and then let let the other players decide who's gonna join him in midfield. Yeah, I, I just think his main problem, Chris, is just consistency. And I know, like we spoke about it before, that there, there was a, a, an Everton video come out, who was the best in training? And probably 75% of them said Alex Wobie. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. But when you see displays like Saturday, like you, you can see like what he's doing in training, but it's just doing it over a long period of time. That's it's always been his problem. I think there's always been games where he's showed a bit of something for us. And we've said on the podcast, ah, oh, he has that in his locker, but can he do it for three, four games? And he never has. He's never been consistent. And mm. look, there's plenty of factors. The team obviously hasn't been doing well and it can be hard. And He started off on the wrong foot with the price tag we paid for him and he didn't really do anything. So he's on the back foot to try and win over the fans from, from the beginning. And it always looked like... And statistically, like you're saying, he, he 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 hasn't run as much as he did there. There's been games where he looks like he's just floating around an autopilot, jogging around the pitch and and uh, not putting it in. So that's always been a major thing with him. And then he's putting up foul of himself outside a bleeding private jet with a load of clobber on him. And you have to read the room. Fans don't like that shite, you know. If you're if you're doing it on the pitch, fair enough. But yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, yeah, look, maybe it's just the position suits him because the, the abilities he has, like, he's one of few players, he has pace, he can drop in deep, pick the ball up and run at pace with it, which we haven't really got many players that can do that. He's a bit restricted on the wing, he either has to come in field or try and go down the line, so it just suits him to drop into those pockets of space and then have options maybe either side of him and or gives him the option to slip, to slip a little true ball through, which we don't really have anybody that can play a true ball. We don't usually do it. So, yeah, maybe he's just found a position for him with a bit of coaching. Um, his work rate has improved, so the fans are going to appreciate that. His, the goal against Newcastle. So he's building and building in terms of confidence. And by all accounts, he is a quiet enough fella. and He is, does struggle with confidence and he... He had issues with mental health and stuff previous, if, if you believe people in the know. So hopefully he's finally on the right track now. Um, the manager's confidence in him, a good run of games, consistent level of performance in a position where I think he's always said he likes to play more central. So, yeah, look, let's just hope he, can, he sustains. The colleague's right. I mean, 
it is very hard to pick the team because he deserves to play based on his previous performances and you can't you can't really leave him out. So it is great to have these options and it always it also presents Lampard with different systems as well. So we're not dictated on our formation by who's available. Obviously there's three at the back thing has gone out the window because it's rubbish. You know, so a bit more balance to the team as well. And you know, just the way he presses it helps us defensively because he can he can cover the spaces, he can cover the ground quickly, he can press high up and he can get back in position. So he's one of few players that can really do that. So yeah, he's he's a vital part of the team at the minute. And I think the thing about him has always been his work rate is there now, his commitment's there. Can he contribute more goals and assists? Because we really need goals. We're still struggling for goals. Like Burnley mm. be two penalties. United, we did a flexion. So we're still struggling. Even at the top end of the pitch, you know, Richarlison, disappointing season. Calvert-Leon has been out and he hasn't looked at it. Gray hasn't looked at it since he got injured. So we really need players to step up at the top end of the park now and really consistently deliver goals and assists for us. So, yeah, look, hopefully he can uh, hopefully he can sustain this bit of form to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think similar to a lot of other players' consistency, we just need... It's, Five six games now really do forget. I think I, to be honest, I just look. I think two wins and a couple of draws might do us, but we, we can't. We can't just wait. Just get wins, wins, wins. Uh, after the goalkeepers union, Richie, uh, another contender. I actually thought it was man the match myself. Uh, Pickford, he was absolutely outstanding, and the, the the calmness, like we've mentioned it before, where like uh, he, he just calms everything down. I know. I think. I think it was uh, Stephen Warnock giving out one week that he'd hate to play under Pickford because he moans and gives out all the time. One of the best keepers in the Premier League ever, Peter Smichael, did it week in, week out. So that's a lot of shite. But Pickford was just immense. Yeah, re- really good. Again, as well, I'd say, because yeah. I think he looked yeah, over yeah. the course of the season. I suppose you pick back for the last couple of seasons, we've been waiting for clangers and he's been kind of under the microscope so much. Uh, and people have knives out for him. They're looking for any little error with him, whatever yeah. it is. But he's, he's been really, really consistent all season. And again, on Saturday, I thought he was just phenomenal. The saves that he made early on just kind of kept us in it because if we concede early doors, it's game over. You know, they probably would have gone on and put three, four past as I felt. But, you know, as you said, really calm and done the simple things right. Made some big saves, came for crosses, uh, punched when he needed to punch, claimed one or two as well, and slowed it down as well at the right times, you know, and even managed to rile up a few United fans with a bit of a wink here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he still has that in him, which is that's okay when he's when he's going okay. But yeah, look, he's been he's been really good and a fella that has, you know, he's turned his I won't say his career around. He managed to keep his England position kind of throughout the whole thing um, from the Van Dyke incident, say, where he was kind yeah. of hated and he was kind of, you know, the swords were out. And for a fella to, uh, it's nearly since then, you know, he was, was it Carla left him out for two or three games kind of towards in the middle of last season or whatever. But kind of since then, he's, I, I, I think he's been really good this season. You know, those erratic kind of moments where he'd go from one extreme to the next seem to have kind of been sorted out in his head and he's just more in control of everything that he does. And yeah, look, 
it's been vital for us to have someone like that in that position. And even look, there was people last week, they were saying that he wasn't a calming influence after the Burnley game, that he was capable and people wanted him left out of the side, which I think is yeah, nonsense. Yeah. 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 Um, but teach their own. And I, I, I think he's really important and he will be important going forward for, for, for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the last thing is Carly, the, the Richie mentioned there that the Van Dijk incident, that, that was kind of, like his lowest ebb. I mean, everyone was out from then. Not not just Liverpool fans. To me, that everybody was just hammering and affected him. You could see it big time affecting him. But he's just bounced back so well, and he's just and, and we, Richie mentioned before he has this little like when he makes a save or something, he goes gets a drink of water. He has this little routine where he gets himself back into this calm situation. But he's 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 probably been our most consistent performer this season. To be honest, and he's uh, he's he's up there, if not already, prior to season. Uh, yeah, Richie and yourself mentioned the Van Dyke instant Joe. I never heard anything about that. Um, oh, okay, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you, aren't you? Yeah, you must. I've never heard anything about that, Joe. Jesus, um, no, um, I'll joke beside Yeah, he he yeah, he he's been excellent, and um, there's definitely been uh, work done in the background. I think Alan Kelly's a, a massive help there. Um, mm-hmm. Our own Alan Kelly, um, Joe. Um, from a purely from a, a goalkeeping point of view, and obviously then the, the the mental game behind goalkeeping as well. Um, I think that whole getting the drink of water is his way to take himself out of a situation, give himself yeah. that five ten seconds kind of gap, like so like a reset. Reset, yeah, he resets mm-hmm. the brain, you know, the kind of way, and he slows down the the hamster wheel as such, but. Um, no, absolutely excellent. Um, pulled off some really good saves, and, and tend to agree that you know he, he would have been again uh, uh, in nomination for man of the match, which is great, Joe. I think you mentioned it. Like the more nominations for man of the match, and the more people's names that are being thrown into the hat for you know for the man of the match, it, it just goes to show you then that the lads are putting it in, you know, and, yeah, and that's yeah. all we've ever asked, you know. Um, but you must sh- uh, send me on that link to that whatever happened between Van Dijk because <laughs> I certainly didn't hear about it. That's for sure. It was a yellow card. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, uh, I know we, we spoke about Mikulenko already, Chris, uh, but a couple of honourable mentions have to go to, not man the match performance, but just Southerners, um, Godfrey and Keane. Because Ronaldo, apart from that, by chance near the end, he didn't have a sniff. He just was non-existent. Got the whole back four, and as you mentioned, Pickford, where it's probably the best games they've all had for us in a good mm. while. As a collective, Co- yeah, yeah. Coming off the back of that shit show during the week where we looked, Godfrey had a stinker, and I know Kane was suspended, but he is a liability at the best at times, and you do worry about him. But um, I thought they were up. Probably Ben Godfrey's best game I've seen for us this season, anyway. Thought he was excellent as. You know, he has, he, we know he how good he is with his recovery pace and he loves a tackle and that, but I think some of the things, he's not the best in the air. And he, as still a young defender, his reading of situations and his positioning can be poor at times. But I thought he was absolutely spot on. Pretty much every header, right place, right time. Now faffing about, just got it out of there when he had to compliment Kane. Well, it suited Kane because we were, pretty much sitting on our own penalty spot for a lot of the game. So no one really ran off him behind him. He threw his head at everything. 
Yeah, so that's the kind of game that suits him. Coleman worked as hard as always. Boy, Michelangelo again, you know, I thought he was all right against Burnley. The end product wasn't there, but he showed a lot of signs of improvement. Tried to do the right things a lot of the time. He seems like, first of all, a defender. You want him to defend, and he seems like a good defender. You know, he's a bit bit of pace about him, not afraid to stick a foot in, get stuck in. He won the penalty during the week. He had one or two nice moments where he cut inside and put a few balls across on Saturday. You know, he does get forward. He overlaps at the right times as well. But this fella is 22 years old. Barely any English. War going on in his country where his parents are fighting against the Ruskies. Be like me going over and moving to a completely different country at a young age, not knowing anybody, living on my own, not speaking the language. Pissing rain, it must that that lifestyle change in itself is just outrageous. And trying to adapt quickly to the most physically demanding and probably the quickest league in the world is a lot to ask of any young player. But it's really pleasing to see he's really starting to show what he's about, and he seems to be improving as he goes on. And as the lad said, with Ashley Cole and that there little tweaks with game is going to really bring him on. It's just great having a left back playing left back in terms of the balance of the team as well. Instead mm. of playing a right footer or a Kenny left back. But um he really seems to be improving now and he's gonna grow in confidence as well. And you know, the adoration he's getting from the fan base is only gonna help him as well. And the club have been really, really good to him in a tough situation. So, you know, all credit to the guy. Uh, football is probably a distraction for him, which kind of can be what you need as well at times, you know, just focusing for an hour and a half on what's going on around you. But if you can really be consistent and, you know, imp- keep improving, like he's only going to get better and better. I mean, when we signed Leighton Baines, he wasn't getting in the team for half a season. Till the following mm. season, Les got left, a centre-back was playing left-back. Took Baines that time to adapt to the club and the system and all that kind of thing. So you can't expect too much too soon from this young lad. He's going to make mistakes and he's going to look being cut out a couple of times. But he's definitely shown enough recently to show what he's all about. So, yeah, look, he's going to bulk up as well over the summer. Get a good full pre-season in. Hopefully things will settle down, obviously, in his homeland and... He can really uh, be an important part of the team for years going forward. And also Patterson next season, hopefully a full preseason with his belt, he'll be ready to come in. So again, it's just about keeping our head above water this season. And there is, you know, bits and pieces there that we can work with, that we can build on coming into next season, you know. Mm. I think similar to uh, Richardson, Richie, uh, Michelinco fades off the crowd, you can see like he told you, and he, he, like he interacts with the crowd, especially being like touch, close to the touchline. But uh, he feeds off the crowd really well. Yeah, I mean, look, Goodison has been fantastic for the last however many weeks. And I think any any player is kind of that it has to give him an extra little boost and an extra little bit of confidence and that kind of that extra yard when, when they need it. You know, it's the, the noise, the atmosphere, the support has been has been phenomenal in there. Um, and yeah, it's great to see that fellas are giving back and are getting that extra little bit from it. Um, I think just the position as well and having a, the, the bit of security because he played pretty advanced on, on on Saturday and knowing that Godfrey was, I suppose, if Delph was dropping, able to drop a little bit deeper, God, Godfrey was able to push left and kind of cover cover behind him. And maybe it's just the balancing and having security that allows him to play the way he wants to play. So 
it's he, he was really good. Um, and I think it's just kind of getting up to speed of things. A couple of games in a week, you know, he was in and out, playing a bit, not playing a bit. We were questioning, oh, is this feel good enough for the league and the whole? It just needs time to adapt. I mean, anyone who comes from, from the Russian league coming into the Premier League, it's never an easy transition. Like it's a totally different level. So you need, and especially with all, as Chris mentioned, all the stuff that's going on, it takes a bit of time to get up to speed. So I think come the start of next season, we'll, we'll, we'll see a totally different player, hopefully. So uh, long may it continue that he can just kind of kick on and kind of take him, take himself to another level kind of from here, you know, because it's confidence. And once, as you said, if he's getting that little bit back from the fans, he'd be able to give a little bit more as well. So let's see how he goes. Yeah, exactly. I think it's great hope for him. And like I said, he can do both. He can get forward and, and just can do what his main job is, defend well. Uh, just just a front two, call. Um, I know we've seen the usual team with Everton win and people are moaning and moaning. But um, Richardson done the usual run around, run around. I thought, damn, he's, he just still doesn't look like he's probably only about 80, 85% fit. He, he just doesn't walk the defence. Yeah, he, he's certainly becoming a concern, Joe. And I look, I appreciate it, it was a very, very uh, bad injury he, he did pick up, you know. Um, but I just have a fear that it's possibly more than, than the injury that's maybe on his mind, Joe, you know, the kind of way. Um, well, he handbags and glad rags, literally. <laughs> well, yeah, look, that's, that's the lifestyle that he wants to kind of go after outside or off the football pitch like who are we to, to say um, uh, to talk about but you know it's just it comes across to me maybe that one one part of him is, is maybe looking outside of the club come the summertime uh, I'm not mm-hmm. not suggesting that we're going to sell him but you know like he, he's, he put up a, a post after after the game at the weekend saying you know he's trying the best and you know he, he will and once he gets one goal he he, he hopes to go on a, a bit of a streak you know that kind of way but I, I'd also question whether Lampard's style of play suits him um, I, I've listened to I've read articles as well and, and, and some good say reporters that I, I would read um, would question mark whether out of all the squad, is Dominic probably the, the least one that will fit into will fit into uh, Lampard's style of play. And I kind of I was thinking about that then once the game ended on, on Saturday, and obviously seeing the criticism on social media towards Dom and stuff. And you know, would you, given that his his injury is, you know, he's definitely not fit, Joe, and you're you're, you're spot on there, but. Could you could you play a front three of Richardson, Gray, and Gordon, and let them, you know, switch continue continuously switch through the game, and then give Dom maybe twenty twenty five minutes just to build them up a bit more? I I don't know. Obviously, uh, like he, he he's in he's an English number nine now at this stage, so he has something about him. And given that where we are in the league, do you leave a strike a number nine striker for England on the bench? It's it's a hard one, but. I just, I just don't think he, he's with it, Joe, at the moment, and I just hope that he can regain some sort of consistency before the end of, of the season for us. Because if he, if he does that, we'll certainly have no issues come the end of the season with relegation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the main thing with him, Chris, is that like we said it before that he, he just, he doesn't play well when he's up there on his own. He needs someone 
Like if I, if we're going to play a, a one man up front, he needs someone around him as soon as the ball is played into because he, he just again going back to his he just doesn't look at it he just doesn't look fit and he didn't walk their defence enough the ball kind of came back to us a lot of the time but I don't I just don't think he can play as a lone striker it's not it's not his game it's um, you know he can make your argument ah he's not getting the supply and he's a box striker you need to give him service and that but you know, it's it's applying yourself with the basics, which he didn't seem to be doing against Man United at all. He wasn't he wasn't pressing with the way the other players were pressing. He didn't win a header all day. He was missed time in his jumps. It was like he was afraid of contact. You know, he just didn't look like he was given a hundred percent. And look, we don't know what his instructions were from Lampard. He might have been, no, look, you're not fully fit. Just get out there, occupy the back two, you know, just make them play it and we'll try and pick up the second balls. And that goes back to what you were saying. You have to have players in and around them. If he is winning a header or occupying the defence, you have to have have people in and around them to pick up the scraps. But the question marks have always been there over Dom for me personally. You know, he had a purple patch last year where things were hitting him in the arse and bouncing into the net and stuff like that where we were you know he had a bleeding cigarettes and then Rodriguez pinging balls into the box for him and he was getting on the end of things and fair enough the service isn't there he had a really bad injury and, but it doesn't stop you from applying if you, were, if you could see he was running his balls off and he was winning headers and putting himself about and making it hard and you know the way he used to when he first came on the scene he was closing down he was getting the ball he was running at players and he was he was horrible to play against he just doesn't seem to be doing that and if he was doing that the fans wouldn't have any issues so hmm. that's really the biggest it's not even the goals it's the the lack of effort and obviously questions you got to come up with the Arsenal rumours and stuff like that I think Lampard hasn't really got a choice. I mean, the alternative is Rondon. And if you play Rondon and he gets beat, people are saying, well, he's Calvert-Lewin not playing. So it's on the manager then for not playing Calvert-Lewin. He has to answer the critics for playing someone like Rondon. So mm. he's probably just hoping Dom will play himself into form or he'll get on the end of that, on the end of something and his confidence will come up and that'll give him that bit of a lift that he needs to go on a bit of a run. But... You know, even last season, Joe, how many times were we saying, I Dom missed a one-on-one, he has to improve, he missed a sitter. He's always yeah. kind of, you know, struggled with a bit of composure in front of goal. He is a, a box striker and even his movement in, in and around the area doesn't seem to be what it was. He gave away against Burnley probably five stupid free kicks unnecessarily when he's meant to be holding the ball up and bringing players into play and getting us up the pitch and relieving the pressure or so. It is really worrying, you know, and his injury was apparently as bad as Gabamon's and, you know, they were worried about him actually coming back this season, but we do really need him to step up and give everything he has, even for an hour, 65 minutes, and the options there are playing with Charles and up front, they're bringing a Rondon on to hold the ball up or whatever, but it just looks like he can he could apply himself a bit more, but hopefully look at another few days rest and a good week's training before Leicester and He'll um he look a little bit more back to himself, and he might get on the end of something, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's the key. Like, is it we're we're struggling for goals, so like like you want your your main striker to start contributing. 
All right, boys. Thanks very much for today. I know we mentioned last week off air. It's just like it's like therapy. <laughs> Do this. It really, really, really is. So, uh, this time we're, we're recording on a Tuesday after a win, and the other times we're dragging it out. To... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, late to the last minute. Uh, all right, some actually very good news, folks. I'm actually not here for the next two weeks. So, <laughs> happy days. I'm off to America to enjoy myself, and thank God there's no football for the next few days to spoil me. Oh, uh, you'll be in the hands of the boys for the next couple of weeks. Um, listen, lads, thanks very much for today, and uh, talk to you soon. Good boys, easy boys. Hey boys, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.